And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am here with our wonderful Stephanie Haslam, who is an elder law and estate planning attorney in the greater Seattle, um, King County, but elsewhere area. Um, Stephanie, welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio. Thank you, Suzanne. It's really a delight to be back. You know, first of all, I want to say thank you for being our um, instructor in our wonderful seminars that you're doing now throughout uh, Pierce and King County um, and all on legal foundations, which is really something that I think we're all focusing on this month. And certainly um, you're such a big part of that. And January is kind of a big part of you know, how do we get started? It's a new year. So tell us a little bit, Stephanie, about, first of all, you know, what you cover on a general basis in our in our seminar, but most importantly is, you know, what's important to take a look at in the month of January? Um, well, I would say January is a, a time for new new starts, and it's a really good time to look at your um, at your estate planning documents and make sure they're all in order. Mm-hmm. And that may, that may mean... Um, you may not even have estate planning documents, and so that would be a good time to, to you know, educate yourself about the documents that mm-hmm. are helpful. Right. Um, you know, important things like powers of attorney to make sure that someone's there to assist you with making decisions if you can't make decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure if you know if you have done a will or if you've done a trust is all up to date. Are your assets, you know, properly titled in the trust? Um, are your health care directives all up to date, you know, based on how your current health condition is. Right. So this kind of takes stock again. Well, and, you know, one thing that we always have to remind everyone, there's only one constant in this world, and that is change. Um, we have ever-changing lives. And just because of what we, um, a decision that we made five years ago or three years ago, it may not be relevant today. So, you know, one of the things, what is kind of your your standard rule of thumb of how often should these documents be, re, you know, reviewed? Well, generally, three to five years is a good time frame, but also if there's any significant change in circumstance. Um, okay. You know, for example, if you, if you have a, you know, new, new family members mm-hmm. um, or if um, you have people named in your documents that aren't able to serve any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe an any... adult child moves away. Um, you know, you know, you may have a, you know, a, a child is designated as a primary attorney, but maybe they move to a new city or something like that where they can't be as accessible to you. That can be the case. Or it may be that, you know, someone is assisting you now and it maybe it's just not a good match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes that can happen as well. And, it, you know, it just may, the person may not be a good match for the job. Mm-hmm. So that may be a good time to kind of reevaluate your documents. Right. And so what kind of documents um, should one have when you're saying those documents? Oh, right. So uh, basically, um, you know, everyone's heard of the, a will and everyone's heard of the powers of attorney. And there are very essential documents necessary in our current um current life because Mm -hmm. of uh, how complicated things are. Mm -hmm. You know, banks are very concerned about giving information um, inappropriately to to other parties. Um, Healthcare providers are very concerned about giving health information out to the wrong parties. So they really need to see documentation of the authority to communicate with your agent um, that you name. Mm -hmm. So um, the the powers of attorney are essential. I mean, anyone over the age of 18 should have a power of attorney so that um, in the event of an emergency, they've already said who they trust to speak for them. And that person should know how to, um, 
how to ma- how to manage their affairs for them, you know, if they've had a good conversation right. with you. So, yeah, so just for the point the of, of mm-hmm. sorry, Stephanie. So just <laughs> just part of the um, just from the point of our audience, what is contained in a power of attorney? What what does a document like that basically say? Well, I mean, you had experience, didn't you, with with your mom and powers of attorney, and um, so you, as you probably were under the authority of the power of attorney for health care, mm-hmm. so you made decisions for your mom for her health care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I imagine you probably made decisions regarding where she would live, mm-hmm. or as, assisted her with those decisions. And then um, were you you were also named under her financial power of attorney, which right. meant uh, you. I, I imagine you were managing um, managing her financial affairs, mm-hmm. um, managing the bank the bank accounts, right? Making sure her 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 pension payments are coming in, right? Um, the insurance yeah, gets paid. <laughs> you know, yeah. the health care supplemental gets paid. The um, right. you know the assisted living gets paid. All those things that have to happen. Um, you know, making sure that the social security check got deposited into the bank. Those different mm-hmm. types of things. So those that is really acting as an agent. And and certainly, um, you know, what I learned, which yesterday in your in your um, seminar that we did in uh, in Bonnie Lake, Bonnie Lake, yeah, yeah, you you had a slide that blew me away. Uh, that's in, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just my memory. Is that true that 64% of people, um, I don't know, remember what age have not done their estate planning? Yeah. Forbes magazine had published, uh, um, some kind of figures a, a couple of years ago and approximately 64% of the population do what Forbes called, um, the ostrich uh, method of planning for their estates, which means you know burying your head in the sand and hoping for the best. Right. And so cl- clearly, um, you know, things could go exactly how you don't want them if you've not specified how you do want them. So we are talking to Stephanie Haslam, who is an elder law and estate planning attorney in Northgate area. But Stephanie, tell us a little bit about where you cover. What area? Oh, I, you know, I, I, well, I've had clients in, um, in Leavenworth. Um, I have had clients out in the peninsula, the Olympic Peninsula. So I, I go pretty far afield, uh, depending on what the need is. Um, pretty much the greater Puget Sound area. Mm-hmm. And, I, and having a background in, in home health um, occupational therapy, I do also make um, home visits to my homebound clients. And they seem to appreciate that rather than having to slog to my office. <laughs> well, it, that is very, very important. And most certainly um, having the heart that you do for seniors. I've always talked about you as being an advocate for seniors, you know, from your time as being an occupational therapist and having that foundation of understanding. And and I think, you know, really understanding that that's, you know, where your heart is, I think is so valuable for us to, you know, to talk about because it's not every day that you meet an attorney that has that type of a mission. You know, they might be in certain types of of, um, expertise, but you've really been um, focused on seniors. You're pretty much your entire career. Is that correct, Stephanie? Um, Actually, it is. Yeah, I I have an affinity with the seniors having I've been raised close to my grandparents um, from a very young age. And so I've always worked with seniors and then have enjoyed it. 
And um, I really thank you very much for the kind compliments. But I want to say our our elder law bar, the, the elder law attorneys in our community, are an exceptional group of attorneys, and they're very dedicated to the well-being of mm-hmm. the seniors in our community. So it's not just me. It's just and, oh, and I also, know that. You know, the, what your mission is, too. It's just a really great group of people to work with. You know, and that's the thing I think, you know, we can say, I, I'm kind of using a broad brush here, but certainly um, the elder law or just elder care professionals in mm-hmm. this Puget Sound area, 99% of them that I have met, um, which I've had the privilege of meeting, are all that way. They all have such a heart for this work. And we're very lucky mm-hmm. to have the community that we do in the greater Puget Sound. We do. And I know I think a common common theme is, is that they may have experienced troubles on their own, you know, mm-hmm. trying to maneuver through the system, like what your story is, and so that they yeah. really get what it's like for people and have compassion for them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, Stephanie, let's, getting back to our topic and talking a little bit about the foundational documents. So, power of attorney mm-hmm. is one, and then you briefly, we touched on, you know, that is obviously a part. What is another type of document that um, a senior should definitely have in place? Well, um, oftentimes that com- a document that either comes inside or along with a healthcare power of attorney is the advanced directive. Mm-hmm. And the the advanced while the power of attorney is basically giving permission for someone to make decisions for you, mm-hmm. um, an advanced directive is giving instruction for how you would like to be cared for. You know, at, at the end of life. In, if you're in a situation where you cannot speak for yourself and there's questions about, you know, what kind of, um, would you want support to continue your life? Would you want to just be kept comfortable? Mm-hmm. And those documents are important to, to keep updated as well. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there may be a change in the health condition and maybe some improvement or maybe there's a, a new diagnosis and you may want to have a look at uh, what you've said in your prior advanced directives. Well, and, and that's... And that is a big responsibility to have an advanced directive. I know for me, <laughs> I, that was the last decision I had to make for my mom um, was the fact that, you know, we could keep her alive during, you know, <clears throat> this is situation A. We can keep her alive for a sustained period of time, but her quality of life will not be good. You know, I mean, or we can initiate what's called comfort care. And I mm. remember standing there, I it was such a, it's such a poignant memory memory in my life of standing in the hospital, talking to two doctors and a nurse, um, standing next to my husband and having mm-hmm. to make that decision. And um, I chose the comfort care route just because I knew in my heart my mom would want to live like that. But that is a big responsibility. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, families need to really take a look at is who do you want to, you know, be there to make that decision. It is a very powerful time. And, you know, you never think that you're going to be placed in that. But that's also a big responsibility if you become the advanced directive for your loved one is to have those conversations with your parent to make sure that they are, you know, that they know. Absolutely. And it's, communication is the key. And it sounds like you and your mom had really great communication about what was comfortable for her and what she would want. And, and while it may have been difficult for you, probably having it in writing may have made the difference as mm-hmm. far as knowing that was her choice. Right. So Stephanie, how do we reach you? 
Well, you're welcome to give our office a call. Um, our office number is 206-525-6919. And we, are also, we also have a website, mm-hmm. compassionatelegalcare.com, and you're welcome to email us through that. And info, I, info at CompassionateLegalCare.com. And then also, you're going to be teaching our workshops uh, next week. So, I'm very um, excited. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> you will be in uh, Shoreline and in uh, Gig Harbor next week. So um, yep. I know that we have a wonderful calendar and, and promotional spots that are talking about those dates, but we look forward to meeting our listeners at those. And Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the program. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.